Come on, brother. Everybody say, Lord, bless Brother Moore in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, isn't it great to be here tonight? Isn't it great to know the Holy Ghost? It's greater to have it. Well, bless your heart. It is good to be here tonight. God bless you. Got your Bibles. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to go back and we're going to go to Hebrews 6 and 2. 6 and 2. Amen. Tonight. And I was just going to kind of just jump from this and move on. But I, I felt different coming early this morning and just been pondering the last couple of days. I knew I had a busier day today than normal. Uh, we had to take Sister Moore to Hattiesburg, get her mouth worked on. Go pray for her. She's... Uh, She's going to be in a situation the next couple of days. And some of them gave a report that's going to be horrible for the next few weeks. And, uh, but we, we're not going to pray. We're going to pray God will reach in and do some great work there anyway. So God will work there. But, so we're going to look at Hebrews 6 and 2. Of the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Now I believe if you look at that... That's every one of them. You could actually put doctrine or teaching in front of every one of those. Okay, so that's one reason I decided to go back. And, and these are things that he wanted. They're the fundamental, they're basic, the elementary, but they're a must. Okay, okay. Lord, we love and appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful for this opportunity to be back in the pulpit, to be about your business, to feed the greatest people on the face of the earth. Those that's washed in your blood, that's sealed by your spirit, that buries the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We give you honor and praise and glory in this house for each and every one that's here tonight. We continue to pray for those that are not, that you would miraculously heal them, bless them, strengthen them, do a mighty, a powerful work in their lives through and by no other name but the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Lord bless you and you may be seated. We are going to take our time a little bit tonight and um, just just talk a little bit. Uh, and, and we seriously, uh, let's pray for those that's, that are sick. Some of you have been sick. We've got over it. A couple of things, the virus, the flu. I've never heard as many people getting the flu. I, I got one text after another this afternoon or right before, right prior to prayer time and all that. And I thought, my goodness, you know. I finally text a couple of them back and said, well, half the church, you know, is not going to be here, so it'd be all right. I mean, you're just part of the list now, and, uh, but uh, God's going to help us. God's going to see us through. It's, we're not going to be depressed about it. We're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to stay up tonight, uh, you know, wondering what we're going to do. We know what to do. And you know what? Prayer can do things when medication can't work, when doctors can't do nothing about it, and nobody else can stop it. God can stop it. Amen. He can put a hedge around this church and a hedge around all that belongs to this church and keep us and protect us and, amen, lead us and guide us along this way. So we just thank God for it and, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, pray for others. Let me say this. Miss Howell failed at the dollar store this evening, and she's in USA, got a brain bleed. Let's remember her and uh, that God would touch her. This is Mr. Cedric Howell's wife, Miss Dorothy Howell. So let's remember that till right before service tonight. And uh, that God would minister to her. So just a lot going on. A lot of people. A lot of uh, heartaches. And baby boomers were there. Okay. So percentage wise. If you look at some of this. It may not be quite as. But anyway. We're not going into all that. Amen. God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. I promise. God's got it. God's got it. Amen. Amen. Our confidence is in him tonight. 
and we're going to put our trust in him. I would like to, before I go into the Hebrews 6 in this particular, I, I, I did, I've done this today. I got one page per each one of these. So I got four topics, but I only got one page for each one. So we still only have four pages. So you're not going to be here, you know, to 9 or 10 o'clock. Uh, I didn't get, now I could have, Lord have mercy. There were some of them I could have went on for two or three pages, but, but we're not. Some of this we should know. But you know what I am concerned about? That, that we are, that we're established, we're grounded, we're firm, and we're, we're unshakable about these. That's, that's what the writer's talking about here. Amen. When he talks about uh, leaving these, you know, it's not forsaken in them, but you're moving forward from that. It's established, it's grounded, it's settled. No devil, no man is going to get me off of this. This is a doctrine. This is something I know. Amen. It doesn't matter if everybody in the world turns against it. It doesn't matter if everybody in the world starts pre preaching or teaching against it. No, this is anchored and settled in my spirit. It's anchored and settled in my mind and my heart. I know this. Amen. Regardless of what anybody else says, this is anchored. And so but we need to make sure of this. Because we're living in a world today that, um, for instance, the baptism. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. Before we get there, though, I want to carry you back to the Hebrews, the second chapter. And, uh, and, and before this night's over, we may go to Jude, and uh, we will part a couple of verses of it. But, man, you go back and read the whole, the whole writings of Jude. It's just one chapter there. But uh, the writings of Jude, and he begins to talk about continuing for the faith and the warfare and the battle and the things that we already begin to slip away. And, but the things, and we're going to look at it, especially eternal judgments coming. So, but as we look at that, when you look at Hebrews, the second chapter, and again, remember, I, I taught you this a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Jewish... People was against a man as, as these Hebrews, and they were Jewish believers. But yet the Jews and the Romans were persecuting them, and they were sent under such persecution. This particular letter, and it's written as a letter in a sense, but uh, again, a man, if you listen to them guys that don't know what you're talking about, them commentaries. <laughs> Hallelujah. And those Bible scholars, they tell us it's written more like a sermon than a letter. And these are guys that, you know, takes language and art and they know all of that good stuff. And so they compare them and they, they write about it. So they just make these statements about it. And they, there's those encouragement statements. And so remember some of that because it helps us to understand what's really trying to unfold here. What the writer has given us in 13 chapters. Amen. I'll tell you what, the word of God's powerful. It'll work for us today. It's alive and well. If we'll we can put ourselves in these same positions and places. And, and if you think this life is going to get a lot easier and there's going to be less persecution, you're kidding yourself. Amen. Persecution coming so we gotta we and I we gotta toughen up <laughs> we just gotta toughen up man hey God's on top of the throne man you know I know it's a lot of sickness a lot of heartaches a lot of things to be you know maybe depressed about and down and out about but you know what without needs without these kind of situations you can't expect miracles but you know what we can expect miracles because we need some miracles you gotta need them before you can expect them I'm not volunteered to be in one and I'm not recommending you but whenever somebody falls in that slot it's the responsibility of the rest of us amen to start getting a hold of heaven getting a hold of God lifting up our voices and crying out amen I'm not I'm not going to be, you know, because there's not near as many here. I'm still going to clap just like if there's a house full. Yeah, I'm still going to dance and worship, magnify God if this place or slam full. I mean, I'm going to exalt and give God glory. Amen. And you know, it don't have to be a special speaker. It don't have to be special singers. No, the special ones in the house because we're two or three gathering these things. I'm here. If Jesus here does anything, it can be a dead Wednesday night or it can be a miracle night. It's up to you and your attitude and our spirit. Amen. Believe me, God's going to walk in here. Praise God, praise God. Amen. But it's good to see everybody. Eric, it's good to see you. 
I prayed for you today. I thought about just saying, you know, she's been coming back. It's good to see you back. Thank God. We like to see people come. Well, I just good to see you. Amen. I had to come in a work clothes sometimes, but that's good, isn't it? I'd rather than come, amen. You ain't always got to have a suit on. Praise God. Amen. Just come and love and worship God. But anyway, when you go to Hebrews, the second chapter, it starts out there. Therefore, we ought to give what the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. What we have been taught, what we've been instructed. Amen. From them Sunday school days even. Amen. To get it into the hearts of our children. Into their minds and their spirit. You know why the colleges are having such an effect on our youth when they're sent to these universities? It's because they were never taught the doctrines, amen, that they was a sensuality and a must. Amen. They just, I'm, I'm just be, I'm be blind. They played church. They pretended church. They never had real moves of God. I'm looking for some old-fashioned moves of God. Amen. In Bendale, Mississippi, that puts a reverence in us, that puts a fear in us. Amen. That puts something, says, there is a God. There is a God that's alive and well can move upon my behalf and help me along this journey. There's got to be that fear of eternal judgment. And then the assurance of the baptism. So all this is going to really tie together. So the writer here, as he writes about this, he's talking about it. We've got to take heed. Amen. We don't let these things slip. Let me ask you something. Are we living in a slipping world today? Especially in religion? All denominations. Say what they want to. They're not near what they used to be. There's some things that goes on in some of them places. I promise you, if you could, if you could pull the curtain back about 40 or 50 years, it blows some of those elders' mind. Even though they wasn't in this truth, they'd have never come to the house of God dressed like that. They wouldn't have put up with some of the, uh, the, the conducts and actions, amen, that's going on. So there is a slipping away. And so the writer here talks about that. And he says, as we go on, he says, For if the word spoken by what? Angels was steadfast. Amen. Angels. And you go to Exodus, it talks about that. And talking about the angels coming. Man, it's speaking. Things of that nature. And so I don't have time to do all that. So we're just going to do best. Every transgression and every disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Every transgression, no matter how small or how big, everyone. Now, the writers, man, he's really beginning to try to get us to get to that place and understanding, amen, of what's, what's happening, what's, what's taking place here. So there's going to be a recompense is a payday. It's a man. It's going to, so it's what's going to be given to us. Thank God for his mercy, his grace, and his compassion. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he conquered the grave. I'm glad he took the cross. Because up until then, us bunch of Gentiles didn't have much hope. Amen. Until Jesus Christ came on the scene. I thought about it when Brother Sanford mentioned that the other uh, the last Sunday with us. And he was with us and he talked about four days. Remember him saying that? Death, you know, four days, four days. But if you really look at it, and please don't, don't take this wrong, but it was actually 4,000 years. Because this same writer writes to us that there was a shadow that was over the people of death, of fear, of, not a, of an uncertainty, and not really knowing. So, you know, the writer here helps me to understand that we shouldn't fear death. 
Whoa. Wait a minute. I've taught this before. You know, the best guy that you can have fighting your battles with you, a guy that doesn't fear death. God that's willing to fight till there's not one, one ounce of blood or, or any more breath in him. He's willing to take the last little bit and he's emptying out the gun at the enemy. That's the kind of guys you want to have on your side. Because that's the kind of guys that wins the battle. We're going to win this thing. The church is going to be victorious. God is what comes and goes and the trials and the tribulations and things that unfolds and takes place in our lives. God said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll be with us. There's some benefits. In fact, the Bible's taught us that we're loaded up with the benefits of living for God. We didn't give our bodies to drugs. We didn't give our bodies to alcohol. We didn't give our bodies, amen, to commit unrighteous and ungodly things. No, we gave it to the Holy Ghost. So I got some benefits in living for for God and God gives me a right to come ask daddy daddy I need some help I need some blessing I'm fighting something I can't do it by myself but I believe daddy's going to show up and when daddy shows up baby it's going to swing the other way praise God so for if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression every disobedient received a just recompense of war how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, neglect. Amen. You know, we can get in serious trouble in this world. If you neglect your children, that's what they call it sometimes. Leave them locked up in an automobile. Leave your home and the house burns down. There's not proper care there. And, you know, and you was responsible and you left them. It's a law against that. They're going to come and hunt you down and hold you responsible. So neglecting something is to ignore it, to, to, to the responsibility of it, to, the opportunity of it. Hey, I, I'm glad to be here on this one. I'm glad you're here on this place tonight. But I want to come, amen, not with a, you know what, what flesh wants to do? Flesh wants to come here, well, ain't but just a handful of us. We'll just kind of, you know, let's just do a little two-two thing. And let's, let's, you know, too many sick. Y'all don't shake hands. You don't get too close. I mean, the rest of you is going to get sick. Hallelujah. No, you can't, you can't live life that way. No, no, no. Now, we're going to respect one another, things of that nature. You know, I'm not going to come over and slobber all over you and cough all over you and all that stuff. No, I'm going to, you know, come on, let's have a little respect and a little decency about it. I mean, the Bible says do things and, you know, clean and upright and decent. I mean, you know. But on the other hand, we're not going to allow all of this to dictate and control. Even on this Wednesday night, somebody get the Holy Ghost here tonight. All of that other's going on, amen, can't stop somebody from getting the Holy Ghost. All the other that's going on can't stop, stop somebody, stop, stop somebody, amen, from getting a miracle in their lives, a visitation from God. In fact, you and I that are here can create such an atmosphere that God visits all the sick. And in one sweep, amen, across this nation and across this county, across where they're at, he can raise them up, God. He can, he can take the fever out of the brow. He can take the, the sickness out of the, the, the system and where they're at, amen. This is a God that we serve. He's a specialist in all the areas. And I, I got to quit doing it, but I'm going to keep through. So we shall not neglect. We, for if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and it was confirmed to us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both for what? Signs and wonders and divers miracles, gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will, or his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come. Listen to this. To the angels, he hadn't put it. But listen to what he says here. Whereof we speak, 
But one in a certain place testified and saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels and crownedest him with glory and honor. And didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All things is put under subjection and of his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. Do you and I understand that tonight? There's not anything that you and I are going to face and deal with. That Jesus Christ has already, God has put it under Jesus Christ's feet. He's already conquered. It's already defeated. It's a done deal. Now, but listen to the rest of the verse. And this is where, but, but, watch this. But now we see not yet all things put under Kim. Not yet. But it's going to happen. It's going to take place. You see, and I mentioned this. I believe I may have mentioned a little bit of it two weeks ago. See, a lot of people, even in this world, looks at God as though we ought to be in the millennium now. But we're not. The devil's loose. The spirits of this world are loose. It's going to be trials and tribulations and battles and struggles. We got to make choices. We got to make decisions. We decide what we're going to do. We, you know, the outcome of those, some can be small, some can be great. Amen. It's what we yield ourselves to. The Bible's very plain about this. Amen. What we yield ourselves to, what spirits, what voices, what attitudes. Amen. What we allow to come out of our mouths and things of this thing. And all that makes, makes decisions where we're going to wind up and who we're going to be. Amen. You know what? I want to walk in His image more than I've ever wanted to walk in it. I want to walk in His compassion and grace and mercy. Amen. I, I got to talk to Jason just a few other morning, just a few minutes. Amen. And I told him, I'll take it right back to the basics. I said, man, I said, I tell you what's wrong with a lot of people. They think you can just start doing any old way and go anyway. I said, but that Bible, man, that's a manual. That's an instruction book right there. I said, you know, some things are just as basic and it's going to always be. That's never going to change. I mean, when two plus two is four, I don't care how much, how much trig you go to, how much algebra you go to, how much of these other places you go to and what all they try to say and try to get you to think out Outside the box, two plus two is four. It's always going to be two plus two. It's always going to be four. And it's going to be when we leave this world. Hallelujah. That's the same way with the word of God and the foundations and the doctrines of the teaching of the word. I told him it's 51 times in that book for a reason, for a purpose. Man, I'm telling you what, there's ever been a generation that needs to get doctrine. And some of you that sit in this house and sit in the many a time need to get excited about the doctrine you've been taught. You need to let the doctrine, amen, get a hold of your mind, get a hold of your spirit. You wouldn't be news depressed and you wouldn't be news sad looking, amen, because you know by the doctrine you're going to win this thing. Praise God, we're going to win this thing. We're going to be victorious. So let's look at some. Now I'm going to start on my four pages. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we, won't, we won't try to be lengthy. The first one here is pretty easy. We've heard this a lot, but I still didn't want to just, just bypass it and overlook it. The doctrine, amen, the doctrine of baptism. Here it's actually the teaching of purifying. That's what it's about. It's the actions that you and I take on, amen, to be purified, to be cleansed, to be washed. Wash away our sins. That's what Paul and us told Paul. Amen. Our, our apostle. Amen. This is what Jesus Christ came and taught us. And, and so we can, we can go back and you look. And when you go back and look at Nicodemus. I'm going to pull out some very old familiar basic scriptures here tonight. Hallelujah. That you've heard a million times. 
But I'm going to tell you something. We better not let them slip. We better not start listening to wrong voices and wrong spirits. And start letting things begin to compromise. We're living in one of the most compromised generations that you and him man's probably ever known. Amen. And so you and I better wake up and realize, you know what? I'm not going to be lured into that. I'm not going to be suckered into that. I'm going to tell you a word that God's been impressed me with this, this past week. Amen. Drawn away by your own enticement. Your own enticement. Man, I've been praying about it. I said, God, I don't want to be drawn away by my own enticement. I don't want things to entice me that don't have any business to entice me. I don't have no dealings. The Bible says not to make, a, hey, make, make provision for the flesh. Hallelujah. So what if I don't get to go to some places and get involved in some things? It may not be, it may not even be sinful, but amen, the best thing that you and I can do, amen, for God to tame salvation, hold on to salvation. Some places, amen, we shouldn't even drive up to the place. Shouldn't ever get involved in it. Shouldn't get caught up in it. And I believe some of this that we're talking about tonight is some conversations and some spiritual things that's going on and whirling around us. I don't want to get caught up in some of that stuff. Hallelujah. But I want to get caught up in being about God's business. I'm not worried about the world. I'm not worried about the government of the world. That's God. I'm going to pray for them. That's what Paul told me to do. That we might live a peaceable life. But I'm not going to get upset over, hey man, who's going to be the president and who got elected, who didn't get elected. I'm not going to get caught up in those affairs. Hallelujah. I got a responsibility to call on my life. Amen. To preach this gospel and tell people about Jesus Christ and lead them to a savior of the world. The joy of life, the peace, the counselor. Hallelujah. That telling you just unlike him. This is a life that we want to proclaim. This is a life that we want to demonstrate. Amen. Praise God. So when you look at John 3. Just going to use verses 3 and 7 tonight. Let, let me back up Matthew 3 and 13 and 14. I'm sorry. I want to use John. John the Baptist preaching. Comes to Jesus. And Jesus makes his way to him to Jordan. I want you to listen to what John has to say. And then come to Jesus from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized of him. But John forbid him saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. You know what needs to happen? Across our world, it's a good old-fashioned of an understanding that I have a need to be baptized of you, God. Amen. Both of water and of spirit, if I'm going to have salvation. If I'm going to know what it is to be really delivered and set free. Amen. Forget all the protocols. Forget all the ideas and opinions of man. Especially those just looking for avenues to get around it. No, God. Amen. If John the Baptist said he had a need to be baptized of him, how much more should I realize and come to that place and realization? I must be baptized of you. I must have that regenerating fire burning in my heart, burning in my spirit, my soul on a daily basis. Hallelujah. We can't afford to let three and four and five and six days go by without the love of God and the touching of the Holy Ghost and the moving of the power of God. Praying in the spirit. Now I'm going to say something about that. I know that's going on. It's big now. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And for most of them, it brings it across. And amen, that you got to be speaking in tongues. But I'm not sure if that's exactly what Paul meant. Go back and read it. Sometimes praying in the Holy Ghost, you can pray with the understanding, and you're just as much in the Holy Ghost praying with understanding as you are whenever you're speaking in tongues. And I'm not against tongues, and neither was Paul. He said, I speak in tongues more than some of you others. But I'm, I'm here to tell you one thing. We're not going to make tongues of God. 
You can't just make it up and you just can't put on a show. And they're doing it. Man, I've heard it. Yeah, you felt, you felt about much you just felt then. How much we feel when they're doing it. But I tell you, there's a genuine tongue. There's a genuine God. There's a genuine Jerusalem ring with it. And a power and authority with it, honey. I'm telling you, praise God. When all that's going on and there's really no countenance, don't change. Say what you want to about that. I tell you, when the Holy Ghost gets old, your countenance changes. Your expression changes. Hello, you're not mad and depressed and down and out and speaking at times, being a best odd and awesome. There's a glow, there's a joy, there's an anointing that comes with it. So we need baptism of Jesus. Man, that's what John taught us in Matthew 3 13 and 14. Then John 3 again, where you go to 3 and 7. Amen. You see here that Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily. In other words, he's saying, I assure you. That's what Jesus is telling Nicodemus. I assure you and say unto thee, except or unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He can't know it. He, he won't know anything about it. He can't experience it. Amen. Without a man. Without what? Amen. He's, he's got to be what? Born again. Nicodemus, and you know the story. How, how can a man be born when he is old? Talks about going back in his mother's womb. But Jesus answered, said, Verily, verily, or I assure you again, I say unto thee, except a man be born of what? Of the water and of the spirit. Amen. This is the words of Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm thankful tonight to experience that. I'm thankful tonight to believe that. That's a doctrine that's anchored and settled in my mind and settled in my heart and settled in my spirit. I don't believe you can make it without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't believe you can make it without being baptized in Jesus' name. Now, God, I don't put nobody in hell. That's God's business. Hallelujah, because God knows everything. I'm just telling you what Jesus said. I'm just telling you what's in this old black book. And amen, if this old black book right, right, then nothing's right. There's nothing standing. There's nothing firm. There's no God. There's no death. There's no life. There's no heaven. There's no we don't even exist. Just your figment imagination that we're here tonight. Just your figment imagination. This, this is a wall standing up back here. Curtains standing over here. Now we know better, don't we? You can believe all the other. Amen. Whenever it comes to this. It goes, then you go to Acts, and you go to Acts 1 and 5 and 8, and John truly baptized with water. But he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they, therefore, which were come together and asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Hey, you know what? We want to do everything we can to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Amen. But if you're waiting on somebody to come and blow the trumpet and tell you what day is coming, you're going to be in trouble. No man don't know. Hallelujah. No man knows the day or the hour. But you know what? Hallelujah. You and I get ready today. You and I need to get ready tonight. Because he could come for us tonight. He could come for us tonight. And that's the big deal. That's what we need to be concerned about. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, but ye shall receive power, what? After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be what witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and the uttermost part of the earth. I'm glad about that uttermost part. How about you? I'm glad because we're part of that uttermost part. Amen. That it didn't stop just. But thank God for those in the early 1900s. They got a hunger and a thirst and said, You know what? There's got to be more to this. They got to read the Word of God. 
God and they got to praying. When you start doing those two things with honesty and sincerity, something's going to happen. God's going to show up. He doesn't change his ways tonight. When you and I begin to seek him with all that is within us, when we begin to lift up our voices and cry out to him, it doesn't matter what you're battling against. It doesn't matter what you're struggling against. I'm telling you what, this God will show up and he'll either deliver you or give you the strength to endure it and overcome it. Hallelujah, because we're his darlings. We're the apple of his eye. And I'll tell you, it's his pleasure, amen, to make you an overcomer. I'll tell you on this Wednesday night, it's God's pleasure to make you an overcomer. Uh, I'm glad to be serving him tonight. Galatians 3, 27 and 29. For as, for as many as you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on, this is how you put him on. It's through baptism. Amen. Putting on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male or female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. This is how you'll become the heir. It's through baptism by putting on Christ. Amen. Being baptized into Christ, both of water and of spirit. Amen. When you go to Matthew 20 and 20 and 23, then came to him the mother of Zebedee, the children, uh, Zebedee's children, with her sons worshiping him. And Desiring a certain thing of him. He said unto her, What wilt thou? Amen. She saith unto him, Don't you listen to this at the end of it. Grant that these my two sons may set the one on the right hand and the other on the left hand of the kingdom. But Jesus answered, said, You know not what he ask. Are he able to drink of the cup that I am I'm to drink, I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am to be baptized with? Hmm. You able? Now listen to his answer to that question. He asked the questions, but listen to what he answers it. And he saith unto him, they say unto him, we are able. And he said unto them, ye shall drink indeed of my cup. Folks, we got to drink of that cup too. That cup of death. That cup of the cross. Trials. Persecuted. We got to drink of it too. We got to partake. Hey man, you know what? We got too many people, you know, they just want the good things. <laughs> Send me a check but no responsibilities of having to do anything. Amen. Uh, you know, that might be lasting. Uh, Brother Brandon, Sister Mel, amen. You know what I want y'all to start doing? Just mail me my check. Y'all can handle it. Amen. God's going to bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that's about the way some people want to do God. Amen. They just want God to show up when they have a flat tire. <laughs> Amen. Well, God, what works? Amen. You, you and I have got to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to get my, my nose into this book. I'm going to listen to what he's going to say. And you know what? He tells me out of this book, I'm going to obey it. I'm not going to only obey it. I'm going to love it. Amen. I'm going to love it. Amen. I'm going to love living this life. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful today. You know, if you get to looking around a lot of people, they're so confused. They're so messed up. I mean, they ain't got a clue what color they want their hair. They don't know, you know, they're not happy with themselves, so they get themselves rearranged. <laughs> they spend millions of dollars upon on a vessel that's going to die and go back to dust. It doesn't matter how much investment you put into it, how many millions of dollars, how many physicians you go to. It's going back to dust. It's going back to Mother Earth. Hallelujah. I'm not going to treat it like some God. I thank God for it, and I thank God for the health of it. But I'm going to tell you something. My body is not my God. Hallelujah. The God that takes up in a boat. This body belongs to His kingdom. This body belongs to His rights. This body, amen, whatever He sees fit. Whatever trials or tribulations or crosses He wants it to bear, then that's His business. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hey, this is too much on a Wednesday night. Man, all the kids ought to be happy. Tomorrow's the last day, having a 60% day. Hey, man, they're just going to wear their, their, their 90s and taking things. They're supposed to be sleeping. They ain't going to sleep. <laughs> Praise God. Going to eat candy and have a good time and excited about tomorrow. Hallelujah. What about all you mamas and daddies? You excited? They get off starting Friday. Two whole weeks they get to be home. And you, man, thank God. Don't that excite y'all? Praise God. God's good to us, folks. God's good to us. I'm going to have to hurry. So I'm going to bypass that one. Oh, no, I don't think I got the time up for good. Acts, let's go to laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. And so we don't see probably as much as this, at maybe especially in, in the, the writings of the Testament and things that transpired and uh, that took place, the transfer of anointing and the powers of God. It started, if you go to Acts 6, and here you're going to read where Acts 6 and 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, and they laid their hands on them. This is talking about the deacons, the seven deacons, where the, the fussing had got over the Grecians and the Hebrew widows, and they're not being treated fair and right. And, and so they, they chose, amen, seven, amen, deacons to come in and take on this. And so they didn't just turn them loose, and they didn't just let them do it like they wanted to do it, how they wanted to do it. They just didn't let anybody decide if they wanted that position. Amen. They were searching certain requirements. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We're living in a world today that wants to take all the requirements away. They want to let whoever wants to, amen, to take on positions and take on places. And they want to tie up churches and tie up folks. Amen. Not to sin, not, not to preach against sin and unrighteousness. Not to draw lines. And they want to call us that we hate people. And we, we're against, no, we're not against anybody and we don't hate nobody. But I'm telling you what, sin, sin, amen, will send people to hell. Ungodly, unwholesome lifestyles. Amen. And you can't promote it. You can't uplift it. You can't embrace it. You can't accept it. You can't brown it up. You can't do it. You don't have the power. Amen. You, you and I cannot do that. Hmm. Praise God. You can go to eight, Acts, the eighth chapter. You're going to see this happen a lot in uh, the book of Acts. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria's had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then it's that added little parenthesis there in the 16th verse. Amen. For as yet it's fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know what? This, this, this chapter here also proves these people that don't want to tell you that you don't have to speak in tongues and they don't believe you got to do that to receive the Holy Ghost. Watch this. You can go back and read that old chapter. Devils were being cast out. The sick were being raised up. There was joy unspeakable. I'll tell, tell you what. They was having revival out of this world. Amen. But they were still lacking one thing. They was not receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so that means to tell me everything that's happened, it can happen in a church except one thing. They wasn't speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Because there wasn't no pouring out of the Holy Ghost. But when there's a pouring out of the Holy Ghost, there's going to be a heavenly language with it. And by the Spirit, the Spirit gives you the utterance. You don't have to learn. You ain't got to go to a school to learn how to speak in the tongues. And you don't go to a school, amen, to learn how to speak in tongues to, to preach this gospel to somebody else. Amen. And that's not, that's only times he moved. I'm telling you, when the initial baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to see it right here in this chapter. Amen. When it unfolded, took place, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. It don't mean some one thing about them speaking in tongues, but let me ask you, how did they know they received the Holy Ghost? If everything else had transpired and taken place before they showed up and laid hands on them, amen. Then please tell me how they know they spoke in time or received the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. I tell you what, we could talk ourselves out of this or we could talk ourselves into it. What you and I need to do tonight, amen, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you ought to talk yourself into getting it. You ought to talk yourself into telling God, I want it. Hallelujah. It's more important than anything else. I'm willing to forsake the world. I'm willing to give up the world. This world ain't nothing but a cesspool. This world ain't nothing but darkness and heartaches and disappointment. It's a dead end road. My God, have mercy. There ought to be something moving in all of us or not. I want the Holy Ghost. I want the power of it. I want the glory of it. I want the joy of it. I want it alive in my life tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. This practice also took, took in the Old Testament. You can go back to Numbers the 8th chapter. You go back to Numbers the 27th chapter. Amen. I won't go to them just for sake of a little time there. But you can go to Acts 9 and 17. Ananias went his way. He entered to the house and put his hands upon, amen, upon Brother Saul. <laughs> amen. Put his hands upon him. Amen. The Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to thee in the way that thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Scales dropped to him. By what? By laying on of hands. This is a doctrine, amen, that you and I need to understand. Hallelujah. The seal of powers and authority takes place. By laying on of hands, the sick shall recover. People shall receive the Holy Ghost. Authorities and powers and anointing comes by the transferring of laying on of hands. I don't want nobody to put their hand on me. You ain't going to get a whole lot. I don't want nobody touching me. I, you, you're not going to go very far. You got to get over that spirit. You got to get over that attitude. You can't, you can't get things from God. And if you've got to pick and choose who's going to pray for you. <laughs> Woo, help me Holy Ghost. <laughs> when God gets ready to move, it may be the, 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 may be the lady or the man or whoever. Amen. That you least expect it. Have the least amount of confidence in it. Hallelujah. You know why he does that sometimes? Because the confidence needs to be in God and not who you choose to be the messenger of God. You let God choose a messenger. Hey, hey, hey. I said you let God choose a messenger. Because if you let God choose a messenger, hallelujah, bring you the message you thought it couldn't come, but all of a sudden it shows up. You know it's a God thing. It's not a man thing. It's a God thing. We need more God things than man. We got too much man involved anyway. Man, we live in a world that wants to create man, wants to make makes man their own God. We're on God. We're on creation. We will live forever. They ain't gonna do it. Not gonna do it. It's upon it. Eternal judgment. Death's coming, baby. Hallelujah. The best thing that you and I can do is get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Youth, amen. It don't matter. Children, none of us is guaranteed of tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but God does. But we'll trust Him. He'll bring us through it. Praise God. You can go and look again. Amen. Acts 19, 6 and 7. Paul now. Amen. You, you know, this, you know hey, he went to Ephesus and the upper coast of Ephesus and run into 12, 12 disciples of John the Baptist. Man, I've had people. Anybody ever have to get rebaptized? Sure did. John the Baptist is 12 of them had to get rebaptized. They only had the baptism of John. They wouldn't get, wouldn't get the job done. Anybody's been baptized in the titles of the Father, Son, Amen, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. You got to get rebaptized, and don't you get rebaptized with one of them cats that'll do it either way. Well, I'm just telling you like it is. You either believe this thing or you don't. You either believe it or you don't, and God knows. 
I tell you, doctrines, doctrines makes all the difference. Because if you don't get the basic doctrines where they belong, I'm a, I'm a prime example. Amen. Amen. When you don't get your education in the early grades and get the, the foundation laid right and, and the phonics and all that other and the grammar and all that, you'll struggle from the rest of your days. And that's the same way we're living for God and living in the way of the power God wants you to. If you mess up on the foundation, you're going to be messed up from then on. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how many men pat you on the back. It doesn't matter how big a church you build or what kind of organization you build. If it's built off the foundation of the Word of God, it's going to sink. It's going down. It doesn't matter if they're John Wesley's or who they are. They build on something besides the gospel. Amen. It's not going to hold water. It's not going to get them by. This is the only sure thing that you and I died on this Wednesday night. Everything else is sinking sand. But this here will see you through it. This here holds you. Amen. This will give you the strength and energy and the faith and determination. I'm going to be a winner. I'm going to be victorious. Hallelujah. Because if you build on this foundation, you also can pray over the sick and believe by laying hands on them, they shall recover. Hallelujah. They shall be raised up. Hallelujah. If there's not, amen, there's a reason for all right. I can't control everybody's lives. Praise God. Paul's writings are to Timothy. First Timothy 4 and 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given to thee by the presbytery. Prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. There's a combination there that had to take place for that gift to come into Timothy. You know, individuals that don't want to submit themselves to nobody wants to be the long ranger. They don't get excited unless they're calling the shots, unless they're doing the leading. Unless they're a man, good one is going to get the credit. Unless they're the one just coming up with all the ideas. Better watch that spirit. We're not in this for self-glory. We're not in this for self-education. We're in this for God, for the kingdom of God. I want to fitly join together, God. I want you to put us where you want to put us. In this, in this community and even in this world. Ever how God wants us to be fitly joined for his kingdom, for his service. Amen. That gift that came by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. 1 Timothy 5 and 22 says, watch this one now. Lay hands suddenly on no man. Paul's giving you instructions as a pastor how to set up a church. How, what, is, what did he mean by that? Laying your hands suddenly. Joining or, or giving your approval. Of his leadership or position. Jude helps us with this because there were some that slipped in unnoticed. But they was appointed for that purpose and for that reason. If you go back and read that in Jude, you'll see it talks about. If you start looking up the definitions of some of those words, it talks about they came in, amen, not making much noise. They, come, they came in trying not to be noticed. That's, that's the devil in full force, always camouflaging and deceiving 
and, and coming in in a way, amen, such a sly and trickery way until he gets the position and he gets the place that he set out to gain. That's the reason Paul told him. He already warned him. He said, hey, Raven Woods is going to come in and scatter the flock. This is how they slip in in sheep's clothing. They can't just stay in the chair or in the pew. They got to get in positions and in places of authority. And that's not just true in the church. That's true in your nation. And in the government of your nation. And in the political leadership of your nation. Because if you keep the right men in those places, there's some things I'm telling you will never be accepted. Praise God. Resurrection of the dead. Let me touch just a couple of verses here. Amen. And I'll move on to that last one. I want to do my best to finish this tonight. Resurrection of the dead. We believe in the resurrection, don't we? Man, we believe there's going to be a resurrection. Both of the good and the evil. Listen, listen to how Isaiah puts it here. Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing. Ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew is as the dew of the herbs. And the earth shall cast out the dead. The earth is going to cast out the dead. <laughs> There's going to be a resurrection. A man, both of the good and of the evil. Man, for those that's going to attain eternal life, I could carry you to Matthew 22 and 28. A man goes through quite a bit of the sheep, one on the left, one on the right. A man, the judgment that talks about it. We take you to John, we talked about Martha and Mary. I am the resurrection. You know what? They believe. They believed in the resurrection. Listen to what Martha said. We, we believe it's going to be resurrected. They just didn't believe it was going to be that day. <laughs> At that moment. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll make the same mistake. We'll just keep pushing it off and thinking, well, it'll be tomorrow and two weeks from now and a month from now. And ten years down the road, we still ain't paid the price. And ten years down the road, we still ain't made up our minds. Ten, ten years down the road, we're still trying to pacify our flesh and enjoy the worlds and worldly things. Amen. And giving ourselves over to untold. No, we got to make it up in our minds. I'm going to obey this book. What it's instructed me to do, whatever it costs me, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay tithes. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to show up at prayer time. I'm, I'm going to commit myself. Amen. I'm coming into a brand new year. I'm going to come into this new year with my mind made up. There's some things that went on in this year, amen, that I'm not going to let happen in this coming year. I'm going to start making arrangements now. I'm going to start positioning myself and placing myself. And God, I'm going to call on your mercy and grace to help me. Amen. I want to be consistent. I want to be steadfast. Hallelujah. About who I am and who I'm serving and what I'm going to give myself to. What voices and what spirits and what attitudes. Hallelujah, God. And you know what? Trying times and difficult times is where the real test is at. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, it's in these trying and difficult times. We're going to find out if we're growing up in you're not. We're going to find out if we become an adult or not. Hallelujah. And this right here makes a lot of the, de the determination on that. How loose is this going to be and how, how much wisdom or knowledge comes out of it. When it's time when he ought not say nothing. And there's times, amen, to say it, but say it in a manner and a way that it can be received. Not being cocky, not being a smart at it, but out of the love of God with, with a brokenness and a, a real compassion for the sake of a soul. That's what it's all about because we believe in this resurrection. Amen. There's going to be a resurrection to destruction. And there's going to be a resurrection to life. 
I want to be a part of helping somebody to experience this true resurrection. Man, the last one tonight, amen, is eternal judgment. We believe in judgment tonight. We believe in eternal judgment. We believe a judgment day's coming. We believe everybody's going to have to give an account, amen, for their deeds and for their actions. Nobody's, nobody's going to get by. Amen. Don't, don't, don't fret yourself if you're not done right. If I mistreat you, you can believe one thing, it's not within tip. But I've, if I do, hey, I'm not going to get by with it. Nobody's getting by. So let's look at this. Ecclesiastes and the 13th, 14th verse. But we'll just take the 14th verse. To, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. Think about that in a moment. Because sometimes in our actions and deeds, we would say, well, if they just knew. They'd probably act this way too. They'd have done this. Now that could be good or that could be evil. Amen. It, it depends on us. How we, we determine we're going to respond to it. Watch this. Whether it be good or whether it be evil. It's up to us. We, 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 we determine. Our response really determines what's going to be the real outcome of this. In this situation. Matthew 25 and 31 through 33. And the Son of Man shall come in His glory. And all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations. Plural. All nations. All the nations didn't believe in him. All the nations that didn't want to call themselves a Christian nation. You know what? They ought, to, they ought to impeach Obama whenever he said that we didn't want to be called a Christian nation. They ought to impeach. That, that, that right there gave more rights to impeach him than anything else he ever done. I know I'm talking out of the way. I'm still telling you the truth. If we won't, I'm telling you, we didn't get here by ourselves. God, the favor and the blessings of God is what got us. Realizing, understanding that. Before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. In fact, if you'll go through and read that whole chapter, you're going to read where some of them said, when he talks about those that sat on the right-hand side, they never knew they ever done it for God, ever done it for the Lord. We, but it's who they helped, those little ones and things of that nature. So don't miss the opportunity to bless somebody. Don't miss an opportunity to show kindness and mercy and grace. And Maybe a total stranger you don't even know. Maybe you feel like, well, they don't even deserve it. They don't have to deserve it. I didn't deserve the mercy and grace I've got. I haven't deserved the blessings and the favor of God that he's poured out upon me and my family. I haven't earned that. There's no way, to, amen, that you can accomplish or achieve that. It's by his grace. Acts 24 and 24 and 25 says, And after certain days when Felix... A man came with his wife, and which was a Jewish, and sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And listen to what Paul told him. And he reasons of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come to Felix. Buddy, judgment's coming. Amen. It stirred him. Amen. It caused him to tremble. And he answered, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. But you know what? If we really believe in the eternal judgment, every day we're going to, it's going to be on our minds. Every day it's going to be in our spirit and our heart. Every action and every deed that we do, we're going to remember, hey, I'm going to give an account for this. Eternal judgment, amen. There's a perfect record book. He doesn't miss anything. He doesn't, he doesn't overlook anything. Anybody, any God can, can tell you whenever the first sparrow that's ever failed. Amen. He can tell you when the first one. I 
out of the billions and billions and billions of them. He can tell you when the first one failed. Amen. He, he's, he keeps it. But no, let's look at the positive side of this. He does that on our account. Every good deed, every good action, every good intent that you got. Now, it's got to be more than intent. We can't live off just intent. You can't always intend to do good and never do it and expect to get the favor and blessings of God. But it's got to start inside our own hearts. It's got to start in our own minds. It's God. I mean, when we pray and ask Him, God, put that will in me. Put that desire in me. It's got to be a passion. It's got to be an affection. Amen. But when that gets hold of us, it gives us the power and ability to start doing it. Start applying ourselves. Amen. It's not about me, but it's about God, the kingdom of God, and helping others. It's in us. It's, it's intertwined into our vipers. and It's intertwined into our hearts and our spirit. Amen. To be a blessing. To be uplifting. Or we could give ourselves over to criticism. We could give ourselves over to the wrong spirits and wrong attitudes. Always judging everybody else and looking at everybody else and criticizing this. Criticizing that. Amen. Instead of looking at the 90% of the thing that's doing great, we look at the 10% or less. Amen. That we don't like and disapprove with and get swallowed up in that. Praise God. It's up to us. Romans 2. Now, Romans, amen. If you go back to Romans 1, you, you learn a lot from that particular chapter. I know I've got about four minutes here. Thankest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Man, you know what? If I'm going to judge others, I better be living it. I better be practicing it. Oh, I tell others to pray, I better make sure I'm praying. If I tell others, amen, that you ought, to, you ought to get a bridle on that tongue, I better make sure I've got a bridle on mine. Amen. It's hard to judge others, amen. Listen. Despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Man, I thank God for his mercy and grace and compassion. Amen. Because this is what will lead us to, to repentance. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath. Huh. We're seeing that today, folks. Revelation talks about it. They're going to lift their fists. They're going to curse God. They're going to wrath against the day of wrath. Getting so bottled up in their selves of wrath itself and bitterness and anger. Amen. I have no desire whatsoever, amen, to hurt somebody else. Physically or with, with, with words either. I will have no glory. Hmm. I've heard supposedly some preachers bragging, man, man, I whipped a man, I got down. There's no glory in that. In fact, I think there's something wrong with it. I think there's something wrong with the man's spirit that takes this pulpit. And takes advantage of this pulpit and take advantage of somebody else and uses that moment, that time, because they got the mind. Because they hold the position. Can I go a step further with that one? Now, this whole series and doctrines is also hinged on what? Becoming elders, become mature adults. Neither should we ever use this little. Little say, I'm old enough now to say what I want to say it and how I want to say it and think it ought to be accepted. No, God still expects us to be a saint of God. Amen. God expects us to walk in the Holy Ghost and the love of Christ. Amen. To show the love of God. 
I don't want to grow up to be some mean old man. Grumbling, griping, and well. Maybe in 40 years from now, but we don't have no desire. I don't want to be that way. Man. Sixth verse says, Who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patience, continuance, in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. But to them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish, and upon every soul of man that doeth evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentiles, but glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good. To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. You know, that, that worketh good. I've noticed in my reading in the last few, few weeks now, maybe a month. That came, up, that came up very often. Every good work. Every good work. Every good work. I want to do some good work for the kingdom. Do the good work. You could stand here tonight. We love you and appreciate you. Jude 14 and 15. In fact, if you ought to go back, and if you, unless you memorized it, go back and read the writings of Jude. Man, what's written there. This Jude talks about a time, and he talks about the angels, and he talks about the patriarchs. And none, of them, none of them got by, away from judgment. They, they didn't slip by. Man, and then he brings us here in the 14th and 15th verse. Enoch also, and the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are... Now, I want you to listen to this, how often it's used in this one scripture right here. Convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed. And of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Church, we have no desire to be ungodly. We desire to be godly. We desire to be like him. I'm speaking for all of us there now. Speaking for this church. The heartbeat and desire of this church is to be godly in this ungodly world. To walk different, to talk different, to live different, to face our storms and our lives. Amen. Far different than what they do. By the help of God and by the help of the Lord. We love you tonight. Appreciate you. So thankful for all of you that's here. Amen. That pray. Let's just seriously pray. Especially in the next few days that God's hand would move and all these that are sick and put a put a halt to this, a stop to it, pass it. Amen. God can just. He can blow it to whatever. I'm going to put it that way. Because y'all going to get on me if I say a certain place. That's between him. That's between God and them. I, I got faith to believe he can blow it out of here. It's their business how faith to blow it somewhere else. <laughs> how about that? Okay. Praise God, but let's trust God. Don't forget Sunday morning. Sunday morning, we're going to have just Sunday morning service. Amen. And uh, 
We are going to try to have the program. Not sure when. We're not going to do it this Sunday. Some can't be here already. They already still got so many sick. So we're not going to do it this Sunday morning for sure or Wednesday night. Brother Jacob Phillips is going to be with us Wednesday night, a week from tonight. So we've got some things coming. So let's pray. Let's love God. Let's worship the Lord. And maybe it'll work out the following Sunday night that we can do the program, uh, foot washing, uh, the whole works. Amen. Pray the whole year out, new year in. We'll just see. See how it unfolds. Okay. Praise God. You stay well. That'll help. If we can get the rest of them well, we'll be able to do some things. All right. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. If it starts to jump on you, you start battling against it. You start rebuking it in Jesus' name. Don't accept it. Don't say, I think I feel, oh, I don't feel bad. Jesus, you get this mess out of here. Come on. Don't nurse it. Don't bottle feed it. Don't do that. Resist it. Resist it. Resist it. You got Bible. You can resist it. Amen. If you can resist the devil, surely we can resist sickness. Amen. I promise you all them out there, it's on your side. They want you to because they don't want it around either. Amen, because it's bad. It's bad business. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord.